When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Meshing touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes and change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith. Touchdown, Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined as always by my man Joe Aguirre, Sean Scanlon, Ovi Muniz, and King Zay. So let's, we got a great show. We're going to talk about the Giants, then get into picks as normal, and end it out with fantasy. And let's start everything off about the Giants. That game, Monday Night Football, Another close, close game against the Bucks. Everyone's saying how good the Bucks are. They're the best team in the NFC. And the Giants took it to them. It was a close game. Yes, they came up short. I wasn't expecting – I pick the Giants every week, but I was not expecting that game to be as close as it was. And the Giants played their tails off. I don't want to hear any more – crap about Daniel Jones. He's very, he's good. He's solid. He's putting them in positions to win games. And I, before Sean comes with the analysis of the game, <laughs> let me tell you that we still have to talk about Daniel. And I mean, listen, he made too many mistakes Turnovers cost them points. Turnover cost them 10 points. Giants should have won that game easily. There's no excuse whatsoever. Those are the growing pains, yes. Right, but when you say team. that we, we can't be talking no. about Jones anymore, 
Yes, no, we, we still got to talk Jones. We still tell him, look, this is I his know, second I'm year. Not, yeah, but I'm and, not. And he should you be can't performing throw better. your hands in the air saying, no, we need to go after Trevor Lawrence. Well, nobody you, said you we're going after Trevor to, Lawrence. You we're just saying about you Jones. You can't get discouraged on Daniel Jones. These are growing pains. He's going to go through them as he grows into Jace, his solid quarterback. Jace, my friend. Jace, my friend, let me tell you. No you one's saying we're going it, after a quarterback. We're just saying Jones messed it up. It was his fault that we lost the game. Bottom line, Sean, do you agree or disagree? Oh, I agree with you 100%. Um, I wasn't going to bring up any of the names of the upcoming you know, college quarterbacks coming out of the draft. Um, I, I was going to say, though, that I usually am a defender of Daniel Jones on the show, but uh, I, I can't do it after what I saw on Monday night. Um, that's probably one of the worst performances I've seen from Daniel Jones thus far uh, in his career. Um, the two picks are obviously inexcusable. Uh, we know that you got to either get the ball out of bounds or throw it into someone's feet. Um, even if you take the intentional grounding, you take that penalty over the pick uh, any day of the week. And it just seems like he's not learning that uh, to this point. He's already been through 16 games. Uh, he had Darius Slayton wide open all night, who I feel terrible for Darius Slayton. Um, he should have had a monster game. He should have been over 100 receiving yards and probably two-plus touchdowns. But um, – and also he had Shepard on the wide open uh, play that he missed. That could have been six too. So you got to capitalize on those opportunities. Um, way too many missed balls. And then I'll give him credit for the final drive of the game, getting them back down to um, be down two. hopefully go to overtime. But uh, he messed it up on that one too. Two-point conversion, Deion Lewis is wide open in the flat. Uh, he's got to get the ball out way sooner. And they, they get the two-point conversion, they go to overtime. Maybe, who knows, um, they can go and maybe upset the Bucks, But... I think I agree with Ovi. Um, that game definitely falls on Daniel Jones. Um, everyone else did their part. The defense pro played pretty well. Uh, Jason Garrett, I think, called the best game um, of his Giants career so far. He, he had a very uh, solid uh, balance attack with the running game and the passing game. He mixed up some quick passing game with also mixing in some shots um, deep downfield that were all there uh, for the taking. It's just Daniel Jones obviously missed. So I like the, uh, the game plan from Garrett. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to see improvement from Daniel Jones at this point. Um, there's only been one game in his career without a turnover. I mean, that's just got to change at some point. Uh, he's got to be better. He's got to have better awareness in the pocket. And um, so, yeah, I definitely want to see better there. Um, and then, yeah, I think you got to feed the Wade, Wayne train. Uh, Wayne Gallman, I think he had a great game. Um, I don't know why Alfred Morris got so many carries when Wayne was running the ball that way. I think he kind of got out of a rhythm. Um, when they didn't keep him in the game. So I'd like to see more of him going forward. Um, I said the same thing last week, but I think he's been playing pretty impressive without Saquon. And then uh, just on the defense, I think it was strong games from Leonard Williams, who uh, now leads the team in sacks, and uh, also from Jabril Peppers, who played great in coverage and against the run with uh, two pass deflections and 10 tackles. But, uh, yeah, another another disappointing loss, of course. And um, But I, I do agree. I think it falls on Daniel Jones this week. Uh, I think you guys need to – everybody needs to relax on Daniel. Relax. He's got nine interceptions. It's nine turnovers. Well, you know, he's got a couple fumbles, whatever. It happens. Do you, I'll throw a name out there. Brett Favre, his second year, I think he had 24 interceptions that year, his second year playing. This is Daniel Jones' second year. New coach, new quarterback, new offense, new system. He's learning it all over again. No offseason because of the pandemic. I think you got to give the boy a chance. I think you got to give him time to learn. He's learning read defenses. He's still learning. It, he didn't have the competition level at Duke as a Alabama quarterback would have or, or Ohio State quarterback would have. 
So he's still learning the game. So I still think we have to give time on Daniel Jones. Yeah, he's got turnover problems, but that can all be, you know, changed once he starts learning offense, once the Giants start getting weapons around him and actually put an offensive line in front of him. There's no offensive line. That pass he wanted to pass, he threw interception, he was hit on. The guy was wide open. He was just hit. So the ball fell short. you got to get the boy some type of protection if you want to, you know, judge him. I think we can't judge Jones until the Giants have an offensive line and they have weapons around Daniel Jones, and then we can start judging Jones on who he is. But right now, we're just seeing a player trying to create plays and deal with what he has. He doesn't have much to work with. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Isaiah on this. Uh, to me, you know, I, I, I said earlier today to somebody, if Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback of the Giants, I think they could just as easily be one and seven right now. It's it's uh, all these turnovers. I mean, a, a couple of them have just been bad plays, rookie, you know, rookie-ish mistakes for a guy, uh, you know, in what is 18th game. So he, he doesn't have a good offensive line. It really doesn't have great weapons. You, I mean, I, I think if you analyze all those turnovers, you could probably excuse at least half of them um, and then chalk the rest up to the kids got to learn the speed of the NFL. And, and that's another big point, Isaiah. You know, this isn't Duke. For most guys, you know, you're, you're, if you're coming out of Clemson or Bama, like you've seen the game played at a near professional level. And for most guys that get to the NFL, that's the most striking thing for them is the speed of the game. And, you know, for Daniel Jones, I think that's particularly uh, jarring. It's he's really got to catch up to like, whoa, I mean, he never saw that kind of stuff before. It was a little bit different for him. And I think now that he's at that level, I, I said earlier today, too, to somebody, I think he's got the skills that Josh Allen has. I think he can be as good a quarterback in the NFL as Josh Allen I think for the purposes of the New York Giants, when you have Saquon Barkley in that backfield, assuming he's healthy and back to normal next season, I think you get this guy some weapons, you build him an offensive line. I don't think you need anything more than that, than what Daniel Jones brings. Uh, he's 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 got the Jeff Hostetler skill set, and that worked <laughs> out really well for the Giants for a really long time. It's it's what it's what we're looking for in the NFL in 2020, and he's got it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not throwing in the towel on Daniel Jones. I still believe in him as our quarterback. I'm just saying that I think that loss does fall on him against the Buccaneers. I think if he plays well, we easily win that game. Yo, they, they, they pick up the, they don't pick up the flag. You know, we're going overtime. We could win that game too. So yeah, but if Daniel Jones gets the ball out on time, there's no reason for the flag. I agree it was a pass interference, and you can't pick up the flag after you already throw it. I, I completely agree with that. But if Daniel Jones does get the ball on time, then we, we won't have to worry about that. I don't think either or. I think because based on the Giants' record, that's why we didn't get the call. I, I, I honestly feel that because I've seen that same play before, and they've called pass interference. I've seen worse pass interference. As a matter of fact, I've seen pass interference that hasn't been called. That was pretty obvious. So there's no consistency when it comes to a penalty call. But I do, I do want to point out to this. The Giants defense, I got to give them credit, they did play very well. They showed a lot of improvement there on the other side of the ball. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they had two sacks and a uh, fumble also. So, yeah. man, props to the, to the Giants G-men, uh, especially holding the Tampa Bay Bucks to the points that they scored. I mean – 
I assumed that we were getting blown out 50 to nothing with all that <laughs> weapons that Tampa Bay had. So I was I was totally wrong. But um, man, I really felt deep inside my gut was like, oh my God, we're actually gonna finally do this. But that you know the outcome to that. Yeah, the, the Giants defense has an identity of the scheme that Patrick Graham comes up with. And the offense has the identity of Daniel Jones. And he made the mistakes. The one thing I don't like that I'm seeing is the, these weird inconsistencies from the, the game calling aspect, from the, the Jason Garrett aspect, because we see games like the Dallas, like where, where he has a bunch of rushing attempts and under like 30 pass attempts. And then we see games like this one where he, he, he's got, he's throwing the ball 41 times but not running as much, and they're relying more on the ground game from Gallman and uh, Alfred Morris here. So I, I, I just don't know. And then also we saw he was trying to get the ball out quick, so we saw him look and look off receivers quicker. So I, I, that that's a Jason Garrett mistake I, I, I see. He, he's teaching him. He's throwing this young dude – Daniel Jones is young. Last year, we always knew what Daniel Jones was going to give us. This year, they're changing the whole game plan for him around week to week. So it's getting really rough. I'm not liking what Jason Garrett is doing with Daniel Jones right now. With all due respect for Garrett, you have to change the offense week to week. You have to have a game plan. Every team is different. He can't just run the ball down the Buccaneers. That that defense is serious up front. They have a serious linebacking core. They have a serious pass rush. So you have to throw the ball quick, and you have to adjust every week like this. So I, I think Jason Garrett is doing the right thing. It's so drastic week to week. He's opening up the playbook as much as he can, but as much as Daniel Jones is learning. Because like we said, there's no offseason. So as long as the season goes, you'll start to see more and more plays come out, and you'll start to see more and more different looks because he's starting to get a better grasp on the offense now. You got, like I said, there was no offseason. So every, there was no preseason. Right. Everything is trial and error, basically, for the Giants at this point. Uh, let me just address something else. Uh, Justin Herbert is two and is two and five, and Joe Burrow's two five and one. So I I'm not sure why anybody thinks that either of those two guys would have done any better, being in the same situation. Uh, I, I, I believe me, brother. I'm watching the game and I'm seeing the same thing. Daniel Jones has been in all these games except the 49ers games. And you could lay some of the blame on Joe Judge. You could blame some of it on Jason Garrett. I think you could blame some of it on the fact that this kid just hasn't been here before. But if you're gonna you're gonna combine skill, you're gonna compare skill sets that they all have less than two wins. Stop that. <laughs> look, I mean, my, right. hold on, my whole right. point is, look, I, I'm sure if you're if you're a Redskin fan right now, you're like, I would take Daniel Jones in a minute. And I'll bet you right now that there's probably some people in Cincinnati that would be like, "You want Burrow? Take him. I'll take. I'll take Jones." I'm just saying, one man's trash. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Anybody can look at this and like, well, if if you stuck this guy in there, it will be different. It's not how it works. It's just not how it works. You guys could. I mean, again, you can scream the the praises of Justin Herbert. He's two and five because his team also sucks. The Giants, and the Giants got... wouldn't be doing any better with a better quarterback right now. I think whoever was behind center would be getting murdered. 
Yeah. I tell you what. I tell you what, man. Giants are two and five, but they're the best two and five team in the Ooh, NFL. And don't miss my point. I didn't say that anybody would trade Jones for Burrow. That's not what I said. Oh, my bad. I'm my bad. One you and could, seven. You could potentially <laughs> find fans who would complain about their own quarterback. I'm sure there's fans in Seattle right now that, that don't think Russell Wilson's all that. I wouldn't go that. He's the whole team. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure they're I'm no, yeah. sure you could find a Seattle Seahawks fan who's like, I would take Mahomes. 800 times over on I'm telling you you it, it, this is a very subjective thing so there's no way to compare whether Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow would do any better with that dumpster fire of an offensive line and the fact that nobody can catch a goddamn ball when it matters you're right it, it, it all comes down to that that missed call at the end or whatever good teams have good luck bad teams have bad luck the Bucs are a good team. The, the Giants just sadly are not a good team. They are. They just need to learn to finish. It's just been finishing. The Cowboys game, they didn't finish. This The, uh, the last game, they didn't finish. Uh, the game prior to it, uh, we had, what was it? Uh, the Eagles. The Eagles game. No finishing. They don't finish. They play games till the fourth quarter, and about the last two minutes, they forget how to play football. They forget how to play defense. They forget how to play offense. They have to finish games. They will win games when they play a full game. They're not playing 48 minutes. Uh, they're playing about 35. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but they're not playing full games. It's it's being shown time and time after again. They're losing by field goals, and it's not just this year. This has been carrying on from years and years before, even in Carolina a couple of years back when they beat us on a field a 60-yard field goal. This has been happening since 2018 on a weekly basis where they find some way in the last second to lose. It happened with Eli. It happened with Geno Smith. It doesn't matter who's back there. They just don't know how to finish. Have to finish. That's it. Simple as that. All right, and let's move on and see if they can finish this weekend as they go to Washington to take on the football team. Sean, what do you think of this game? I actually feel good about the Giants' chances uh, in this game. Uh, even though Washington has a decent defense and they might have a better record than us right now, um, the Giants have beaten, the Was- uh, have beaten Washington uh, the past four times and five out of the past six. So even as bad as the Giants have been the last couple of years, they still have dominated the series um, against Washington. And uh, I don't think there's any sign that that won't continue uh, this week, especially with Kyle Allen back there. Um, so yeah, I mean, big keys to the game. We got to stop Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan, obviously. Um, Thomas, who Thomas actually played pretty well against the Bucks. Um, I think it was probably one of his better games of the year. Uh, he's going to need to do that again this week. And then uh, on defense, I think we're going to have to bring pressure um, against Kyle Allen. I think uh, I trust our secondary enough um, to play in man coverage and to get some blitzes on Kyle Allen. So force the young QB to make some some bad decisions. So. I'd like to see a lot of blitzes and a lot of pressure on Kyle Allen this week to, you know, try and force some turnovers. But, uh, yeah, I think the Giants are going to win this game. Um, I'd say probably a score of 27 to uh, 17. I think it's a, a pretty big win. The Giants seem to always do well in Washington. Um, but I'll tell you what, I think now that uh, Kyle Allen is their starting quarterback, um I, I think you got a guy there that could probably make just enough plays. I think Washington wins a close one. I'll say 20 to 17. Hmm. Wow. Sorry. I completely, I'll completely disagree with you. I think this is the game that the Giants 
will win convincingly and get their second win. So excuse me for my inaccurate. I was thinking ahead. Um, I've already got a win for the Giants for this for this Sunday. So guarantee they're going to win. They're going to stop that running game. And, uh, hey, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect in the first half, but in the second half, the Giants will run away with it. Guaranteed. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with Ovi. Like, in the beginning of the year, there are two games that I put a W on, and those are the Washington games right before the season ever starts. I just put two Ws there. So I'm, I'm going to take the Giants in this one. Like I said, I think they probably have the best defense in the NFC East, and I don't see Washington really with anything, you know, bringing anything to the table for them. So I'm going to take the Giants probably in a blowout, actually. I see a is blowout it, in this one. Is it 1986? <laughs> what, what are you – Okay. I put a W on this. Every year I put a W on Washington. This Isaiah. Two easy wins. Two easy I will, wins. I will gladly sit through a giant blowout of the Washington football team. I, I don't think it. it's happening, but I look forward to getting in your way back machine and seeing that. That sounds great. Look, if you can keep up with the Buccaneers, I think they can They can put up numbers on, on Washington. No. Yeah, you're right. I think, the, the I think they'll, they'll play down to Washington. Football. You'll see. They'll play down to, to Washington. That's what the Giants do. No. Judge is bringing a different culture. I think he's the, They'll get this done. They'll get this done. They, they've felt what it's like to be in those close games, and they don't want to be back there again. Washington is a beatable team for the Giants. I will even go I'm going to pick the Giants every week no matter what, but I will go out on the limb and say the Giants win five of their last eight games. See, Ooh. that's not catching fish in it. So that's not true because I think the Giants actually have top 15 defense in the league right now, actually. Statistic-wise. Don't ask me, but I think statistic-wise they're up there. I believe they're top in pass rush, and they're just in the middle in uh, pass defense. So. They're, they, they'll get it done. They're, things are starting to click now, and, and the Giants will go on a roll here to end out the season. That, that's that's what I think, and everything will start in D.C. Now, you think they win the NFC East, Chase? I, I, I don't know. Is a six and ten <laughs> record good enough to win the it, NFC East? It probably could. It probably could. It might be good enough maybe. to make the playoffs. They had an extra teams, maybe. So it might just be good enough to make the playoffs. Maybe. We shall see. But let's get in to the rest of the NFL slate. We got a big slate. Uh, last week, Ovi was the only one that went above 500 with eight wins. Joe, Sean, and Isaiah all went 7-7 seven and seven at 500. And I went 5-9. and nine. Rough, rough, rough last week. Let's see if we can pick it back up. Yeah, you are one game back from me in the lead. And uh, so let's go. Not bad. <laughs> 20? Yeah. I thought, thought they might have been a little higher. I thought they were – I know they're top in pass. Yeah. So I think they're like top 10 in pass, in pass defense. Uh, look, you know defense. what? I'll put it to you like this. For me, I, I don't really give a crap right now what the number next to the Giants defensive rank is because it's a unit that's playing better week by week. They're really – when you say things are starting to click, Chase, I'm going to assume that you mean special teams and on defense because I think things are definitely clicking on both ends uh, – on both of those aspects of the game. I think if you could get this offense rolling, I think if you could cut out half the possessions being three and outs – 
and keeping this defense off the field, I think that 20 number uh, will will improve upon itself with, with very little effort You're right. um, by the defense. So something to consider. Part of it is offense, you know, staying on the field. That would help out the defense too if okay. they weren't on the field all the time. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But let's move on to the rest of the league. Starting off Thursday night football Packers at 49ers. This is a good, good game. Uh, Sean, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers on this one. Um, it was a tough one to pick. Yeah, I, I know. I know they're injured, but um, Packers' defense cannot stop the run. Uh, I don't care if it's Jermichael Hasty or Tevin Coleman, who it is. I know that uh, Shanahan is going to scheme something up against that Packers' uh, terrible run defense. And also, all the Packers' running backs are out right now with Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams. So they're really going to be hurting. Um, if the Niners' defense could shut down Devontae Adams, um, I think they won't have a problem with the rest of the game. So it's going to be a weird game. I think the 49ers will win a close one. Um, I'd probably say 24 to 23. You know, it's funny with all the – like four or five trades that happen at the deadline, it's, it's shocking. Uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are both upset uh, at the fact that they didn't do anything to go out there and uh, – do something to, so that it's not just uh, Rogers to Adams uh, with with little help, and and unfortunately they they didn't do anything. And I'm going to agree with Sean on this one. I think the 49ers. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think the Packers are going to do what they did last week and struggle. Uh, and I think the Niners are going to pull out a close game here, but they will win at home. I'm sorry to disagree, but the 49ers don't play well at home. And they're banged up. And no matter what y'all say about the running game and stuff like that, the Packers will do enough to get by and get a win. Yeah. I'm going 49. If we have a game, I'm taking the 49ers. Obviously, with the COVID-19 situation, this game is still, you know, they say it's fluid. May happen, may not happen. But, yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers. Like you said, the Packers just don't have enough for them, right? I don't see anything on offense. I don't see anything on defense. And for some, the 49ers just keep chugging it. And I think we might be seeing the end of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. This might be the second – the second half might be the end of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I just see it. I think Jordan Love time is right around the corner. No, I, I don't think the 49ers are like a real deal. They had a great season last year. They're still in this Super Bowl slump. Uh, I, keep, I keep saying they're going to – Get get dusted off and keep moving forward, but it's not it's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done. Bounce back. Tough loss last week. He'll bounce back. Get it done, and and he'll get it. He'll get the road win. And now the Broncos go to the Falcons. Uh, this one's really really tough. W what do you think of this game, Sean? Yeah, this is a tough game to pick. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos though. Uh, Falcons got a good win last week against the Panthers, but I don't I don't have enough trust in them to, to keep picking them. And uh, Broncos actually have a pretty good defense, and Drew Locke looked uh, look pretty good last week just coming back from the injury. So I think Broncos will uh, will shut down this Falcons offense and score just enough points to win. I would say they win 24-19. Uh, I'm going to apply some quick logic here for a minute. As I reflected on the last game, the Packers aren't, in my opinion, a six and two football team. And I don't think the 49ers are a four and five football team. And I'll apply that same logic here. I don't think the Broncos are a 500 team. And I don't think they're going to go on the road to Atlanta and beat the Falcons. 
Um, the Falcons are bad either way. Uh, they either leave two and seven or, or three and six. Um, but I just I, I, I can't see the Broncos going out and getting a big win like that uh, on the other side of the country. So I'll take the Broncos uh, by about 10 points. You had me confused. I thought you you couldn't. Wait, who are you taking? He said he came with the switcheroo. Y'all didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to give you, you said, a better scenario. All right. You said Broncos, Atlanta, <laughs> you said Broncos. After you said they're not a good team, you go, oh, I'm taking the Broncos. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes you just talk yourself into things. I'm a, just applying some logic. Yeah. I work well, here's, here's some more logic right now. Here's more logic. Okay. The, the Atlanta Falcons haven't won a game in Atlanta. So how about that? And the Broncos are three and one, so I'm definitely going for the Broncos. I love it. Nah, y'all look crazy. I'm taking the Falcons in this one. Raheem Morris has got it going on going down there. I don't know what he's got going, but that team's playing better, <laughs> and they ruined my record last week. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go against them this time. I'm gonna take the Falcons in this one. Like this, I I like Drew Locke. I, I think he's got. Enough to get it done on the road against this struggling Falcon team. Yeah, they've got a little sign of life, but things are going to start to even out for the Falcons, and they're going to return back to the team they were before the coaching switchup. So I got the Broncos getting it done on the road. Then we got another interesting game. Two six-win teams go at it. The Seahawks go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Sean, who you got? I got the Seahawks uh, easily in this one. I think the Bills are uh, yeah, very easily. I, the Bills have been struggling the past couple of weeks. Uh, luckily, Cam Newton fumbled that ball at the end of the game, so they got the win against a really bad Pats team. But I think uh, Russell Wilson is going to come in here and destroy this Bills defense, who has definitely fallen off from last year's defense. They haven't been that good, especially uh, against the pass. So I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Locker are going to have monster games. And uh, I think they're going to shut down Josh Allen um, pretty good. I think the Seahawks stepped up their defense last week. Um, so I think Seahawks went big here. I'd say uh, 38 to 21. So, uh, look, the Buffalo Bills are a very good football team when they're playing bad football teams and <laughs> they're able to win those games. I, 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 you know, it's funny, Sean, I, I – as I as I put the show together today, I I looked at the Bills' uh, record and I was like six and two. And it doesn't even. I, I feel like they've lost more than that, but it's just that they lost the two big games they played this year. And I agree with Sean. I think they lose their third big game of the year. I think the Seahawks are are going to take it to them pretty good. And I think Josh Allen, unfortunately, probably going to have one of those games where you're like, I don't know if he's that good. Uh, so I will say uh, Seahawks 42, Bills 17. Wow. I like it. The Bills have a history of not doing well the second half of the season. They already played eight games, so I, I'm picking them to lose. Seahawks get the victory. No, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm taking the Seahawks in this one. I'm agreeing with you guys. Uh, the Seahawks, I think it's going to be a shootout, though. The Seahawks defense can't stop anybody. They have proven it all year long it's just been miserable watching them and if they didn't have russell wilson i don't even know what their record would be right now so i'm just going to take the seahawks on this one i don't trust the bills even though they're the best team in best <laughs> football team in new york unfortunately but i don't trust the bills like they said they don't win the big games the important ones so give me the seahawks in this one in a shootout 38 35 
I, I'm going to be the only guy on this side. I'm going the Bills here. They're going to get it done at home. The end. The, the Seahawks defense is not good. Not good at all. And last week, we saw the Bills emergence of their new running back, Utah product, Zach Moss. The rookie, he had a day against the Patriots. And he's going to have an even bigger day against the Seahawks. And J- and Josh Allen is also going to have a day against the Seahawks. The Bills are going to get it done, and uh, it's going to be a two versus one because all the Seahawks have is Russell Wilson. At the Metcalf? <laughs> who's, who's covering Metcalf? But but they can't run the ball like like the you don't have to run the ball when Metcalf is six four two hundred and something pounds just let him run down the field and throw it in the air you don't gotta run the ball Bills will get the win Bills will get the win (laughs) are you in New Yorker because you got more New York pride than me because I'm not taking the Bills I'm not I'm not but uh, then we got two teams that we thought were okay. And then now I've come to a sort of a stalemate here as the five and three Bears go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Sean, who you got? I'm going to go with the Titans uh, in this one. I think they'll they'll bounce back after a couple uh, tough losses. I think they'll get Derrick Henry going. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough day for the Bears defense. I think they're just going to pound him all day. And uh, Bears offense, I really. Just don't believe them. It looks like Allen Robinson doesn't want to be there. Uh, Nick Foles has been has played pretty poor the last couple of weeks, so I just don't believe in this Bears offense to really do anything. Even if the Titans defense hasn't been that great, so I'll take the Titans here um, by a score twenty-seven to sixteen. Yeah, I think the Titans got to get back on track, um, and I think the Bears are uh, another one of those examples of. You know, a five and three team where you're like, really? Five and three, huh? Um, you know, the idea that the Bears would walk out of here with a better record than the Titans uh, makes it pretty obvious that that I think the Titans probably pull this game out. Uh, I think Derrick Henry, um, who was my fantasy lock, by the way, this past week, I believe I won that yeah. again, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, I will say Titans 27, Bears 16. Well, not so fast. Uh, I'm picking the Bears because they play a lot better on the road than what they do at home. It is something about the Bears. It's kind of magical. I I can't figure it out. No matter how good or how bad they play, they somehow find a way to get a victory. This is one of those games that I feel like the Bears are going to do something. It's going to be a low-scoring game. It might be a, a field goal win, but a win's a win. The Bears, that's right, the Bears win this Sunday. I'm taking the Titans on this one. I think they get back on track. The Derrick Henry train, you know, gets chugging again. I think the Bears are dysfunctional offense. No one wants to be there, so it's, it's really hard. They don't know who they want playing quarterback. And I think the Titans just have a better grasp on their team and what they're doing. So give me the, give me the Titans in this one. Probably a close one, though, like Joe, like Joe said. Probably close. You said it was close, right? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, this is going to be a lot closer than it should be. I think the Titans should go in there and steamroll the Bears. I, I know they're missing Lewin, but I mean, on the Bears, you, 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 Khalil Mack 
didn't play last week. I, I think Derrick Henry's going to have himself a day, get, get his business done, and the Bears, the, 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 they're going to show that they are a fraudulent team, and they're, they're not that as, as good as their record shows. Speaking of, of teams that might not be as good as their record show, the Ravens go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The battle of the fives and two, five and twos. What do you think, Sean? I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. Um, I have a lot of respect for the Colts because they played really good defense and uh, they run the ball really well. But um, I think Ravens should have won that game against the Steelers last week. Um, they were definitely right in the game. And I, I still believe in the Ravens. I still think they're probably a top three team in the AFC, even though some people might be um, might not believe in them as much because of the losses in the big games. But I think this week they get it done against the Colts. I think Lamar will have a huge game. Um, I think they'll get it done more in the passing game this week. So I will go Ravens uh, 34 to Colts uh, 24. I think the game's going to be a little bit tighter than that. I agree with you, though. I think the Ravens are just a slightly better team here, and the Colts are playing well, but um, the, the Colts aren't better than the Ravens, and they certainly won't be this week. I think it'll be more like uh, 2017. I think it'll be a, a tight one and a, and a real battle. And I think you'll see uh, some turnovers you wouldn't have expected maybe uh, in this game. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you guys i think it's going to be a competitive game i think it's going to go down to the wire but uh i'm not i don't know i'm not it's too even to me i know the ravens by 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 uh by stats and everything else are better but i'm picking the Colts to win i think they're going to pull an upset and um we're going to be talking about the Colts this weekend and the whole week after that <laughs> yeah i'm probably i'm taking the Colts too i agree with Ovi on this one I'm just not feeling the Ravens lately. I watched the game last week with the Steelers, and I felt like their offense could have been a lot better, and they probably could have won that game. But it just isn't where it needs to be right now. Lamar Jackson hasn't been having that MVP caliber year he had last year, and it's starting to show. And I'm I'm just taking the Colts on this one, 27-24, something like that, field goal type of game at the end of the game. Uh, give me the Colts to go to 6-2. and um, six and two. The Ravens have only lost to the Chiefs and the Steelers. I, I don't see how anyone – I don't see how you guys have the Colts winning this game. I do. I mean, I didn't see myself winning last week, and I won. So, what's up? <laughs> All right, but you guys are, are really reaching for the stars with that. I mean, I, I got the Ravens. They're going to come in. They're going to handle their business. The Colts are going to put up a good fight. They're at home. They're a solid team, but the Ravens are just better all around than the Colts. I don't think they've been saying. I think they were a way better team last year. It's just my opinion. Okay. They might have been better last year, but they're this year they're definitely better than the Colts. And then... Wait, real of- quick. Chase, before, before we go any further, Ovi, can you just turn sideways again? Really? We're really gonna go there. Been sitting there all night, and I'm like, he reminds me of somebody. Who is it? Hey man, that's my friend. That's my friend on MySpace, man. He always follows me everywhere. First friend. First friend on MySpace. Everybody first. Oh damn. 
Well, we'll just go back to the game here. Let's go. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> the defending Super Bowl champ, the Chiefs, host the Panthers. Sean, what you got? I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. Um, but I do think it will be a high-scoring game for both teams. I think it will be kind of a shootout because uh, I do like the Panthers' offense and uh, what Joe Brady has been doing there. But uh, Chiefs will pull it out probably by uh, 10 or 14 points. I'd say they score 45. Yeah, they win uh, 45 to 35, I'd say. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to beat Pat Mahomes in a football game ever. <laughs> Right, I got the Chiefs all the way. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one, too. Uh, I don't see them losing. <laughs> How could they lose? <laughs> you got the best quarterback in the league. I don't see it possible. You, 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 your quarterback's carrying your receivers off the field. You got something going there, bro. <laughs> so I'm yeah. taking the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs are going to get it done all day. I do think the Panthers are going to keep it close, closer than a lot of people think. But I, I do think the Chiefs will get it done in the end. Um, and, and, yeah, they're going to continue to reign as undefeated. Su- I mean, a- as your reigning Super Bowl champs. My bad. Then uh, Battle of the NFC North, Lions go to Minnesota and the Vikings. Sean, who are you taking? Uh, this one's kind of a toss-up for me, but uh, with the news coming down that uh, Matt Stafford is is on the COVID list, uh, I'm going to lean the Vikings in this one. I just don't think – without Matt Stafford, I don't think their offense will really get anything going. And uh, the Vikings, while their defense hasn't been that impressive, uh, they have been putting up some points this year. So I think uh, Justin Jefferson will have a big game. Obviously, Dalvin Cook, um, probably been the best running back in the league this year, if not uh, one of the top three. I think he'll go against the Lions defense. So uh, I think Vikings put up a lot of points, I'd say uh, – 35 to uh, 24. Yeah, I think the Vikings are are feeling pretty good about themselves. They've been on a roll. I think I would take them even if Matt Stafford wasn't on the COVID list. I'm going to say Vikings 34, Lions 23. Yeah, uh, not because what Joe said. Uh, I think it's a big (laughs) difference maker why Stafford is not going to play this weekend. So I'm going to change my pick. And I'm picking Minnesota over Detroit. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Vikings on this one. The Dal, Dalvin Cook's on fire, and I think it's going to continue again. So I, <laughs> I'm not going to get burnt twice by him. So I'm going to take the um, going to take the Vikings in this one. No, yeah, I'm going Vikings here too. They're they're going to get it done at home. They figured out how to use Dalvin Cook, and I think they're going to continue. And uh, th- th- that's going to best the Lions. Even even with Matt Stafford, that, that would best the Lions. And then uh, going from the NFC North to the AFC South, the battle of one and six teams, Texans go to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Who you got, Sean? I'm going to go with the Texans on uh, this one. They beat the Jaguars earlier in the year for, I mean, their only win right now. And uh, if the Jags had Gardner Minshew, I, I might make it a closer game, but uh, with their backup in there, Jake uh, Lawton, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. I think the Texans offense will get it going. So uh, I'd say Texans 38 to Jaguars uh, 20. You're muted, Joe. He's having a day. <laughs> yeah, he's having one hell of a day. But well, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get in here. Bumping. A lot of craziness going on here today. Oh, but it's go. all good. 
what I was what I was trying to say before I got muted by myself is that um, I've got almost all of the Jacksonville receivers on my fantasy teams, and my fantasy team in three different leagues, I have four wins combined. So nice. the Jaguar stink is my point. I'm going to take the Texans, especially with uh, Minshew out. Uh, this just seems like a no-brainer. I don't think the Texans are really as bad as one and six, but here we are. Th- this is a game they have to win. You're absolutely right. They, this is the game they have to win, but that doesn't mean I'm going to pick them. Uh, I don't. I think both teams. I mean, this is a uh, a trap game, so I'm gonna pick uh, Jags to to win. Uh, it can't be a trap game. They both won at six. <laughs> if one it's team a trap. Was, it's if only a seven. trap. Hold on, hold on. It's only a trap oh, because you think that the Texans are more favorites right here. But no, I'm are. not gonna go. I'm not gonna get trapped in that. I'm saying the Jags are gonna win. The Texans are gonna win. And if they can't even beat the Jaguars, then they don't even need to play the rest of the season. They just need to shut it down and figure it out. Call Calvin. It, it doesn't no. make sense. I'm taking the Texans in this one. I don't see it any other way. I can't see it. Any other. If they lose this game. There has to be some serious changes made in that organization. They, they are making changes in organization. <laughs> You're right, but if the ja- if the Jaguars win this game, you, you have to like rethink Deshaun Watson as a whole franchise quarterback. You don't know because Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson can't beat the Jaguars, like they got no run game. You said his best weapon to Arizona. <laughs> what do you want him to do? No, you're right. And he will get it done. He will lead the Texans to victory on Sunday. And now in the AFC West, the Ravens go to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Who you got, Sean? Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. Uh, I think they had an impressive win against the Browns. Uh, I think they'll keep it going. Um, even though the Chargers, they've been in every game. Um, and I feel like at some point they're going to they're gonna turn these close games into wins, but I, I don't think it will be just quite uh, this week. So I, I think uh, Josh, Josh Jacobs will have a huge game going against the Chargers. And then uh, so I'll probably pick the Raiders 28-23. Uh, I'm going to pick the Raiders because the Chargers aren't that good. Their defense isn't that good. Justin Herbert certainly looks like he could be good. He's not winning games right now, and he's not beating the Raiders. They go to five and three. Uh, Derek Carr's playing great. Josh Jacobs is a stud. I mean that that team wins games, and I think that they'll come. I think they'll come up big in this one. Uh, I'll go thirty-four, twenty-seven. Yeah, I got the Raiders. Taking the charges on this one, I'm on it. I, I like Hibbert. I think he, I think he has a chance to win this game. I, I think the Raiders, if they were home, I'd probably take the Raiders. But I just think for the, you know, the travel factor, I, I'm going to give it to the Chargers on this one. The Raiders are nomadic. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I don't think, I don't think the Raiders are going to go on the road and beat Justin Herbert. Yeah. Uh, I like it a lot. I like the Chargers to get it done. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because what? Justin Herbert doesn't lose home games? What are you talking about? I don't see the Raiders as that good of a team. No, no, no. no. Listen, if you you said, 
if you said the Raiders aren't going to go in into uh, Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers, or if you said the words uh, the Raiders aren't going into Tampa Bay and beating Tom Brady, I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. You you that doesn't apply to Justin Herbert. Are you serious? I, mean, no, I, I don't think the Chargers are as bad as their record indicates. I think Her- Herbert could have won a lot more games than he did, but obviously he's a rookie and it just didn't happen for him. Yeah, but, but I, we spent the first 15 minutes of this show lambasting Daniel Jones. But this is what I'm talking about. We're like, oh, of course Justin Herbert's going to win. He's so amazing. Like, as if the Raiders are garbage. I think Herbert has put up some good numbers, but mostly because they've been losing. Yes, but I don't think the Raiders are good. I don't. I just don't. Well, I, they're better than the Chargers. They're four and three. They've got much better weapons on that team. Sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> no, listen. If you guys don't want to just sit here and like praise and worship Herbert and and Burrow all night, then great. Let's just I, call it. Let's change the name of the show to that. I say one thing about Herbert. Now I'm praising him. I, I yes. defend Daniel Jones. I, no, over I like Herbert. Daniel Jones over him. I agree that if he was in New York, he would be just as unproductive as Daniel Jones has been. I agree. But I think his situation he is right now it's it working for him. I think it's great. I, I honestly you think, think two and six is working for him? He's a rookie. You got to give him time. That's, They're gonna this yeah, is a rookie year with no off season, no through the pandemic. There's a lot of things you. I like what he's showing. So with then, what do you think he's gonna beat Derek Carr and a really good Raiders team? They are, are they really good? Are they really? Are good? they really good? Are They're they better than the Chargers are? Yeah, benefiting from a year that's been just inconsistent between COVID nineteen, pushing back games, not having games, no off season. Isn't that? They're good or they're benefiting from this weird year we're having. What quarterback would you take, Carr or or Herbert, to lead your team for the next five years? Which quarterback would you take? Oh, for the next five years with the expectation of I'm going to win a Super Bowl this year or no? Because those are different things. You're not not comparing Carr to Herbert. Okay, this year, this exact year on that day, I'm picking Justin Herbert to get it to do better than their Yeah, but you can't say there's no way the Raiders are going to go to – that's – that's no, that doesn't doesn't work for me. That's why I'm saying that because I have faith in Justin Herbert. Based on what? His two and six? How he's been playing. I don't know. Are you watching or are you just going off the record? Because You're, he's playing but really they beat well. Kansas City. They beat Kansas so, City. So they're better they than the Chargers. Justin Herbert. So, so, so the best team he, he, he made before. that one. That was a one-score game. He almost beat Kansas City. Oh, so City. now we're now we got it. Now you have to beat teams by a certain no, amount of it, points. It, got it. it. Okay. No, yeah. If you're gonna bring that up, if you're gonna bring that up, else, Justin Herbert came in on his first start and almost beat. Kansas City. Yeah. And so, the Raiders, the they, Raiders beat the Saints too, and the Chargers hey, Jace, lost to the Saints. Jace, that happens all the time in the NFL. Okay. That's all been right. happening my whole life. Backup comes in, backup almost wins game or back. The Frank Reich, you wouldn't even know who he was if it wasn't for the fact that he, and he's he, he led a huge. I mean, give me a break. Well, Justin Herbert has continued to ball out week after week. Oh, I know. They're two and six, they're really good. That's you can't you I can't just say, say that's the only I argument. I never said the Chargers are really good. I said Herbert is really good. I didn't say the Chargers. I said Herbert is really good, and I like the way he's been playing lately. Okay, I well here's the 
the Raiders are actually playing the Chargers, not just Justin Herbert. Okay, and I think Justin Herbert is good enough to get the Chargers over the obstacle that is the oh, Las Vegas I understand Raiders. what you're saying, but the suggestion that you made that I'm disagreeing with was this idea that there's no way the Raiders could go to Los Angeles and beat the Chargers with Justin Herbert. <laughs> That's where you lost me. It was like the more words you said about the game, the more I was like, well, no. This isn't going to Chicago and beating the Bulls and Michael Jordan. That's sort of what you said it was. And I'm saying okay. no. All right, all right, all right. Do you approve of this one? Ben Roethlisberger is going to go into Dallas and beat Ben DiNucci and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing quarterback for the Cowboys again? See, this time, this time you had me at Ben Roethlisberger. Like that was the end of what you had to say there. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. I apologize that we have faith in Hibbert. I'm, just, right. I'm on the Hibbert train. I, Here's I, the I, difference. Oh. Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't like him. I don't like the guy at all. But he's won two Super Bowls, and he's seven and zero. And so to say that a really good Steelers defense with Ben Roethlisberger behind center is going to go to Dallas and beat up a a, a a beaten down pathetic Cowboys team, I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely, that makes a whole ton of sense. Okay, but. Can two a time continue in Miami as they go to Arizona? I would like to point out that I was the only one that picked the Dolphins to win last week. I should have done it. I was about to. Two a time. He didn't have the greatest game, but the defense played up to it. Sean, what do you think about the Dolphins going into Arizona? Yeah, uh, Congrats to you for that pick. Uh, I said it on the podcast last week, too, that um, I really wanted to make that pick, but I, I didn't have the guts to do it. But this week, I will pick the Dolphins to win. I'll pick uh, two at a time to start off 2-0. and uh, Their defense is legit. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup going against the Cardinals, but I think they'll get it done. And I think Tua will play a lot better this week, um, getting used to the offense and uh, the playmakers that he's playing around. So I'll pick the Dolphins in a close one. Um, I'd probably say 28 to 27. Uh, and I think the Dolphins have a legitimate chance to win the AFC East this year. Okay. Let me unpack this for a minute. <laughs> um, I knew this was coming. Just wait. Because just wait. Don't sleep. I'll be honest. Tua Don't. can't play any worse than what he did last week. Yeah. Okay. Again, you saw the flashes. I mean, we know we, I, Sean, I know he's going to be good. I know he's going to be good. Not yet this week still. I still think he's got a few weeks. He's got to iron some things out. I think right now the better quarterback uh, is going to be in red. Uh, I think Kyler Murray's going to light it up. Well, I think you're the, that is a good Dolphins defense. When I say light it up, I'm thinking like 27 to 13. I just don't know that the Dolphins will be able to get enough going. Uh, and I think some turnovers by the kid. A humbling game for two, and I think he's gonna. I think it'll it'll help him in the long run. But I think I think he gets it handed to him against the Cardinals. Yep, I agree. Taking the Cardinals, I think 
I don't I don't see how I mean it'd be amazing if Tua goes on the road and wins his first road game. That that would be amazing. But I don't see it happening. They just the defense is good. Like Joe said, Miami's defense is good. There's just not enough offense on the other side for me to see them winning this game. So I'm I'm gonna take the Cardinals on this one. Jace, if I could just hop in one more second. Sean, uh, that's nice that you congratulated Jace on the pick, but if Jace would have said that Tua was going to play like garbage and the Dolphins <laughs> would win, then I'd kudos him on the pick. He, in his mind, thought Tua was going to throw for like 600 yards and five touchdowns, and that's how the Dolphins were going to win. So don't hey, give no, him I, I never that. said that. I never said that. I said they were always going to rally around Tua being them choosing Tua to be the the head of the table going forward. And the defense got it. The defense understood, and they came to play. They came, we're going to give this rookie a shot. And that's what happened. But they're not going to come to play here because Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are better. And and Buda Baker back there, that, that's scary for Tua. Uh, the Cardinals are going to get the win at home here. Real quick. Just a second. How about like Metcalf though, running Buddha Baker down? Oh, that was crazy. I can't stop watching that. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Freak athlete. Freak athlete. Buddha Baker's like fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. He was like, this is what we said. And this is why the Giants should have drafted him. The boy runs a 4 4, whatever. He's 6 5. Draft him. Now we got nothing. Do you imagine if we had Metcalf on our offense? Could you imagine? I could. Uh, Daniel Jones would have missed him wide open this week. He can't that miss a 6'5". If he hit Tate in the end zone, he ain't missing a 6'5". Uh, Metcalf, he's not missing him. Yeah, yeah. On that throw. I don't know. It's not know. happening. It's not <laughs> happening. But let's get into the AFC, NFC South. Right. As the Saints go to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. What do you think, Sean? I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one. Even though they, they kind of struggle against um, the Giants, I think the Saints are also struggling at the same time. They uh, barely beat a, a really bad Bears offense. Um, so I think in <laughs> the Bucks, they're just playing um, a lot better at this point. Saints really haven't done much except for their first win um, against the Bucks. Ever since then, they haven't done much. So I'm going to go with Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think they're going to get a statement win, too. I think that they win this game 35-23. Yeah, look, you know, it's funny. Uh, we had some argument whether Trevor Keyes was right from Keyes to the city when he said that the NFC East runs through Tampa Bay. And I think week after week, well, I'm starting to think it's a possibility. You, you, because, look, I know they didn't play well against the Giants, but they walked out with a W, and at the end of the day, it, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter if if you beat the Giants by forty five or by four. I mean, a win is a win. Teams that know how to finish off bad teams when they're having off days are teams that win Super Bowls. So keep that in mind. And again, the Saints to me, it's another one of those where I was like five and two. What? <laughs> Every week I hear Michael Thomas is out. Kamara's not that great. Breeze is old and they're five and two. And I think that they're going to be five and three. I think the Bucks will, uh, I think it'll be a pretty good game this one. Uh, but I, I think the Bucks get back to the high scoring. I think they put up 37. I think the Saints end up around 28. No, 
And I, I said a couple of weeks ago that it actually runs through Seattle, but I'm actually agreeing with Joe. I'm starting to think, second guess myself now that the Bucks have Antonio Brown and just our loaded team even more. You talk about Godwin isn't even about uh, he's not even back yet, and then you're gonna bring in Antonio Brown. So yeah, forget about it. I'm gonna take the Bucks on this one, and like they said, NFC runs through the Bucks right now, and then no one's giving it to them. So. The Bucks are a solid team, and uh, they're going to make up for that uh, week one loss, and they're going to get the win here at home. They're all right. It's just I, I, I don't know. Like, it, that shouldn't have been a game with the Giants. It really shouldn't have. So I, I don't know how I really feel about the Bucks. Are they the yeah, best? But don't, they, don't the Giants the just have Tom Brady's number? You see yeah. him slamming the helmet. Oh, yeah. It's like he just Definitely. like the Giants just go. And he and he finally got to walk off off that like walk away feeling like I got him this time and I'll never have to see him again. Could you imagine yeah. they sneak into the playoffs and beat him? He'd be furious. <laughs> If the Giants make the playoff, I will take the Giants over the Bucks. Also, did you want to take a moment to agree with Trevor Keys, by the way? Because I know it got a little – it went a little back and forth between you guys. You and the Bears, you had that, that thing about the Bears that you thought they were good. Did you want to – Well, they just beat the Bucks. That's all I Trevor, said. I think Trevor's but, watching us live, so no, if you want to yes, address that. Yes, also, the Sean, I noticed, the best NFC team in Real quick, NFC. I noticed Sean's eyebrows did a weird thing when I mentioned the NFC running through Tampa. Did you have something? No, you, said, you, you said the NFC East. That's why I was confused. Oh, um, oh thank you. Okay. All right. Fact checker over here. Do you, do you, what's your Somebody assessment on that, Sean? Where where do you come down on the Bucks? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the Bucks and the Seahawks are one and two. I'd probably put the Seahawks slightly above them, just because I think offense uh, wins over defense in this, especially if I have an offense that high powered. I think that wins in the NFL today. Um, even and if they get Jamal Adams back, um, that helps their defense tremendously. So I think that they're number one. I, I would put the Bucks right behind them, though. Even after the performance against the Giants, um, they are a complete team. I've been saying it for a while. I think they have the two best linebackers in the NFL, though, and uh, their defense is legit. And their corners have been playing well this year too. So I'd have Bucks right behind them. And then uh, number three, I'd, uh, it's probably either Packers or uh, probably the Cardinals. But that's where I'd, I'd put them. Interesting. Wait, you put the Cardinals on, in the top? Uh, number four. I, yeah. In the NFC? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're better than the Saints, I think. Really? <laughs> I, think, I think if you have Breeze, you still have to go with the Saints. You just have to give no. the edge because of Breeze. Breeze. I'm sorry. I Breeze, think Breeze... Is what, Breeze is what's going to lose them the game, I feel like. We'll see. We'll see. But let's move on to the Monday night game. This is not going to be a good game. Patriots mm-hmm. go to MedLife to take on the Jets. Um, Pats are going to get it done. The Jets are, are – it's a mess. It's a mess. I, I could honestly see the Jets winning this game, but I'm just not going to do it. Well, I am, Jace. It's my upset oh, of the week. I'm picking the Jets in this one. Uh, their defense the last couple weeks, I understand they played the Chiefs last week, so there's not much you can do. But before that, their defense has been holding up somewhat. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think they'll win probably by a field goal late. But uh, I could see them stopping this Patriots offense. Uh, Patriots offense has no weapons, literally no one to throw to or run the ball. 
Um, they can't do anything. So I just don't see them scoring on the Jets. And I think Sam Darnold will maybe score 14 or 17, just do enough. So I say Jets win a really ugly game. Um, I'll give them 18 to uh, 13. I think the Patriots are going to actually play a pretty good game here. And I think the Jets actually will get a little bit of stuff. I think this is actually going to be um, a game where both teams, because I think both teams think they're on par with one another. I think the Patriots <laughs> think that I think the Patriots fans think that they're as bad as the Jets. I, I've heard Patriots fan literally suggest that maybe they'll get the number one pick in the draft. That's how that's how down those people feel right now. And I know Jets fans who think like they're not as bad as that Owen. Their coach said it, as a matter of fact. So um I think this is actually going to be a pretty decent game. I think both teams are going to score around 20 points. I think Patriots win this one 23-17. And I think both teams walk away feeling a little bit better about themselves for no good reason. No, no I honestly feel bad for Cam Newton, but I'm taking the Jets, guys. They're going to get it done this week. I hate to say it. They're going to get it done. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Jets fashion... When they're supposed to lose, they'll win. And I think they'll win this week. And I think they'll get it done. Like you said, I don't think the Patriots have anything. I think drafting at the end of the draft for so many years is finally starting to catch up to the Patriots. And they have no talent on the team. Nowhere. I, I Cam has nothing to work with. Maybe I, maybe if he could throw himself the ball, probably pull a Bugs Bunny, but it's, it's not going to happen. So the Jets get their first win this week. Sam yeah. Darnold gets it done. All right. Wow. That that should be interesting to see if oh. that plays out. I, I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't be too too surprised if that happened though. Just the way the Patriots are playing. But we'll see. Uh also on buys this week are the Bengals, Browns, Rams, and Eagles. But let's get into some fantasy. Starting off with a recap of the CMG League. Uh I, I did not do well. My team was so bad. I got stomped by Diz. It was a mess. And then, Joe, you lost to Team Big Blue. Yeah, I gave it my all. (laughs) I don't know what else you want me to say, dude. You know, I I went into this season thinking I could count on anybody from the Cowboys to perform week in and week out, and that's my bad. And then also, as I mentioned, I have way more Jacksonville Jaguars than anybody wants on their team. I mean, let's put it like this. I bet you the biggest Jacksonville Jaguar fan in the world doesn't have as many Jaguar skill players on their fantasy team as this idiot does. Maybe. I mean, I've got a lot of Giants. (laughs) And uh, Sean... (laughs) Look you... at Trevor coming on strong here uh, with the comments. Our fantasy season runs through Trev, the better keys brother. Oh, and he's man. laughing. Apparently his ass off from the meme. Uh, so Trev. good for him. He beat me good. And we had a inter-show matchup as Sean beat Ovi with yes, behind. How many is that? 48 points from Dalvin Cook. Yeah, monster game from uh, Delvin. I mean, Delvin Cook and Devontae Adams, uh, if I have any chance in this league, uh, they're going to have to continue to go off for me because all my other players are injured. 
But uh, my two superstars got it done this week. Uh, I've won two in a row. But uh, Trevor Key said it. He, he's got the best team in the league. He's got the most points scored and tied for the best record. And I go against him this week. So hoping for the best. Maybe I could push it to three. But uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. So right. humble. Yeah. So humble. I like it. All right. Let's get into fantasy locks. Starting off with last week, uh, George Kittle. I drafted him in the second round in our league, and now he's injured, only put up 5.9. Sean did well with A.J. Brown, 12.4. Joe went one again with Derrick Henry, who scored 17.2. And Isaiah got the good Ben Roethlisberger with 15.28. And for me, I'm doing it. Every time they play Washington, I have faith in Daniel Jones. To get it done, Daniel Jones is my fantasy lock this week. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I've been pretty bad at these fantasy locks so far. Um, I don't know why. I always pick good players, but they never have good games uh, the week I pick them. But this week, I'm going with DK Metcalf. Uh, He's only had one lousy game this year, so I'm hoping that he stays away from that. But uh, I think he could put up big numbers against the Bills, so I'll go with DK. Did I pick the Seahawks to win? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) my fantasy lock of the week is james connor of the pittsburgh steelers he's gonna absolutely torch the dallas cowboys uh he has scored five touchdowns this year but not more than one in any game i think this is the week where he scores two touchdowns um He's got 300-yard games on this season. I expect this to be a fourth uh, and in a big way. So, James Conner, that's the name we'll be talking about next week when I win for the, what is it, fifth week in a row? (laughs) Uh, That's scary. Now, I'm going with – I'm sticking in that same game, though. I'm actually going to take Juju Smith-Schuster. Don't see anybody guarding him in that Dallas secondary. And like Joe said, the run game is just going to be going crazy. So, play action would be there all day. So, like I said, good luck to Dallas in this blowout. But I'm taking Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, and he will have the most points this week. Thank you, Joe. All right. All right. That will do it for John about the G-Men. Uh, I'm Big Jace, joined as always by Joe, Sean, and King Zay. Now, thank you guys for watching. This podcast is brought to you by Clovercrest Media Group. If you're interested in starting your own podcast or just listening to the podcast, go to clovercrestmedia.com. Check out. We've got 30 there. Go check them out, see what's up, and maybe you could start your own podcast. And make sure you follow Drawing About the G-Men on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. And we hope to see you next time. Take care.